0: Hi, listeners. I'm Irene Barton, Executive Director of the Cobb Collaborative, and I welcome you to Mind Your Mind Speaks. This is a podcast series that brings together subject matter experts and community leaders to help raise awareness, share resources, and inspire action through recorded conversations about mental health and well-being topics. Today, we are delighted to welcome Sharon Lightstone to our program. Sharon Please tell our listeners a little bit about yourself.
1: Well, first of all, Irene, I wanna thank you for having me here. And it's so interesting because as I was thinking about this, two tools that um, I strongly recommend, giving service and doing service is one of the best antidotes for depression. And then me expressing gratitude to you is also a great mindfulness technique. So thank you for getting me started on a self-help self-care tour this morning. I love
0: that. Thank you. In fact, I just read something. Um, I have to say it was this morning and I can't remember who the person was, but kind of a famous person and said she starts her day every day by listing, um, listing three things that she's grateful for. And it just helps to ground her day and get it off to a great start. And so here you are echoing that, Sharon. I love that. Thank you.
1: Right. You're welcome, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. But before I introduce myself, if you're listening out there and you don't have paper and pencil um, or a pad or something, I want you to go run and get some paper and pencil. If you're in the car, maybe pull off to the side um, because I'm going to ask you to write down some of the strategies that I'm giving you and use them in your everyday life. But for now, I'm going to introduce myself. Go get your paper, and I'll have you back here in a minute. Um, I'm Sharon. I've been in Cobb County. Um, with my family for almost 30 years. Uh, My husband and I have a 27-year-old daughter and a 25-year-old son, and they're both Cobb County graduates, Jenna from Pope and Jordan from Wheeler Magnet, as well as Georgia and Georgia Tech graduates. So that's sort of my background, yes. Um, And I would say, just like Irene shared with me, probably my best professional credential is I've been a mom. And (laughs) it's learn by the moment, right? So Mm
0: -hmm.
1: in addition to having the education and experience, um, I do think walking your walk is a very good way to learn. Um, My background, I was born and raised in Memphis, Tennessee. I always wanted to be involved with children. I was a teacher with special ed for many years. And at some point, I tried a different world, and I went into the corporate world, and I worked for Fortune 200 companies with sales and sales training and sales management. And then my heart got a little bit wanting to be in the social services side, and I went back to teaching. And at the age of 40, I went back and got my, my master's in counseling. And it's sort of interesting how I got there, Irene, because when I was younger, I wanted to be a counselor, but they just had to guidance counselor telling you where to go to college Mm -hmm. and in that 15 years um the the model changed and they had elementary counselors so after that uh, while I was having my children and they were growing I worked full-time some but a lot of part-time for 25 years in Cobb County schools as an elementary school professional school counselor and I love what I do now but that job was the best I loved the kids, I loved working with the faculty, but mostly what I liked working with was the parents and helping parents navigate school and navigate their children's issues. Um, While in Cobb County, I also worked in a program called Crisis Response. When you hear of those horrible things that happen in schools or in life, um, Cobb County sends out a team of people to support people that are dealing with the trauma. And that's something I did and I'm still doing today in schools when they need a crisis response person, if they're in a private sector, they may not have the same support that a big school system has. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, while I was in that world, I found out about an unbelievable nonprofit called Rescuing Hope. And Rescuing Hope changed my perception of what, well, it educated me about sex trafficking. And Mm -hmm. so I do work with Rescuing Hope to educate, on how to prevent getting caught in the hidden. So um, I'm now, after all of that, I'm now with an organization called Powers Ferry Psychological Associates. Um, I'm a private therapist and I've sort of moved away from the kid's side of things, but I work with adults and parents from anxiety and depression, um, self-esteem. I work with people who are dealing with OCD and I work with relationship issues, life cycle issues. And here I am at my tender age and my mind cannot get enough in. I I, am very fortunate to have a balance of a a family that lets me do these things and also the acumen to wanna do more. Um, That's what that's been about. The type of people go, what's therapy? I'm the type of therapist, I work with two or three modalities. Um, cognitive behavioral therapy, which we'll talk about, mindfulness, which most of you have heard about, Um, behavior activation, and um, some work on trauma with hypnocounting. So mostly I'm a feet on the streets kind of therapist. When people walk in, I'll say, "I'll, I'll go deep, but mostly I want you to walk out with a toolkit. And that's what I hope today. I hope your listeners will have some tools that help me in my everyday life and also will help your listeners.
0: Ah, i'm I'm sure I'm sure our listeners will um, learn those tools and be so grateful for them continue continuing the theme of gratitude. so wow, Sharon, what a very background that you have and um I feel like every segment of your life plays a role in shaping the person that you are and probably makes you the very helps to make you the very effective therapist that you are so. So thank you. Thank you so much for taking time out of what sounds like an incredibly hectic schedule um, to join us. So um, Sharon, you mentioned specifically um, depression and anxiety and um, the National Alliance on Mental Illness, uh, otherwise known as NAMI, tells us that anxiety disorders are the most common mental health concern in the U.S., and I think actually pre-pandemic, nearly 20% of adults having an anxiety disorder. And um, I know that there's all different levels of anxiety disorders and we probably don't have time to get into all of those different um, ones today, but um, we also see that in in children. Um, And so talk to us a little bit about those tools that you mentioned to to deal with anxiety, um, I mean, it's not something where somebody just snaps a finger and they're cured, right? I mean, I think you have to figure out a way to live with it and manage it, a- am I right? Or help help me out here, Sharon?
1: You are absolutely 100% right. And our, it doesn't matter what side of the county you live in or where you are, socioeconomic, anxiety is the big key to, mm kids and adults, mm-hmm. whether you're worried about the next paycheck, whether you're worried about where you're going to college, whether whatever it is, that anxiety penetrates all of us. It's a universal issue in the United States. Um, and certainly the pandemic has increased one's anxiety if they already had it. Mm-hmm. If they already dealt with anxiety, then putting you in a room and not having contact with people and just having the fear of being ill, certainly has increased anxiety to the extent that if people are looking for therapists, it's very hard to find providers. Yes. Um, So I I want to give a little definite, before I even give a little definition of Mm -hmm. anxiety and depression, I want to give a disclaimer. What we're going to do today is very basic. And I am going to give you a tool to decide, do you need to get a therapist or can I handle this on my own? I don't want anybody to think, oh, if I do this, I'm all going to be okay. So if you are already with a therapist, that is your provider, and that is who you should be listening to. Mm-hmm. And if you're not with a therapist, then reach out to your primary care or to anybody you know. The best way to get a therapist that will work well with you
0: mm-hmm. is
1: by talking to your friends because yeah. you will find a good connection. So that's sort of the and in wanting to let you know, how do you decide and how do you get this? We can talk more about that if you want to. Here's an anxiety. Think of it like a seesaw anxiety and depression often are isolated, but often they're on a balance going back and forth. Anxiety is about worry and constant thinking and a little bit of hyper energy about Mm -hmm. the future. Things that haven't happened. Depression, on the other hand, are things of the past worry and sadness about the past, not being able to let go of something that's happened. Anxiety were revved up and depression were, might be lethargic and sad. Okay. So that balance it used to be, oh, I have anxiety or I have depression, but think about it this way. If your car was put at hundred miles an hour stop, that's the counterpart of worry in our brain and in our body eventually it gets tired. Mm-hmm. And when it gets tired, it can turn into depression. So a good therapist, a good psychiatrist understand that relationship between anxiety and depression. Again, it's not always that way, but it can on- honestly be a connection between the two. So that, that's sort of my, when people walk into my office, that's how we start the conversations about anxiety and depression. So if you're right.
0: Yeah, I I really like that analogy, Sharon. Thank you so much. And as you were describing this, um, the words came into my head that anxiety is um, maybe for the most part, not always forward looking, like I'm worried about speaking. I'm worried about this test coming up. I'm worried about how I'm going to make next month's mortgage payment. And depression is backward looking or reflective. I'm so sad. Um, I can't believe I said that um, uh, you know, that's something that has happened. Um, that, that may not always be the case, but that was just what popped into my head.
1: Yeah. And, and, and it's everything. Depression can affect so many areas of just not even having the energy to even think about things, but Mm, just feeling very lethargic, but Mm -hmm. in general, anxiety, future, um, depression in the past, something that's already happened. Um, I want to give three words, if you're writing these down, I want you to write down the words frequency, duration, and intensity. And across the top, I want you to draw a number line, one to 10. 10 at the far right, one at the far left. And I want you to get, this is the best tool. I've used this tool with my family since my kids were little. Mm -hmm. I gave it to every parent. Talking in one to tens, take away that how was your day-to-day? Or how are you <laughs> feeling? So you can easily do one to 10, 10 being your best day, one being your worst day. 10 might be for some of us when we had our children, 10 might be wedding day, 10 might be a promotion. 10 could be something as simple as being on the beach. One could be something very devastating, like a loss.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so when you're talking about how you feel, one to 10 can also be intensity. So 10 might be very intense
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: one might be relaxed. So let's talk about frequency. I might say, how often are you having the symptoms of worry, having the symptoms of panic, having the symptoms of not being able to settle down, not be able to sleep, 10 being high, one being, I got this.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Evaluate yourself on your symptoms, 10 being problematic, one being not problematic. Mm -hmm. Do it around frequency how often you have them duration is have that thought or that behavior does it last a day does it last a week does it last a month and then Mm -hmm. probably one of the most important is intensity when you have these issues around depression and anxiety is it like a sucker punch and you have to all bets are off you can't move on or is it like oh I'm sort of worried about tomorrow, I can handle it Mm -hmm. so if you have two or three of those that are at the high level, frequency and intensity, then that's telling you it's a red flag. And we all have some level of anxiety. We all have sure. some level of stress. The baseball players, they don't go up, going up to the plate, very cool and calm. They've got to have stress and anxiety to perform. And so do we.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I want listeners to be able to look at the frequency duration and of their symptoms and I want you all to be able to use one to 10 to evaluate that, but also one to 10 when you're communicating with your kids, when you're communicating with yourself, when you're communicating with your partners, ask them, how are you feeling on a scale of one to 10? It is such a non-threatening way to find out where other people are. So that's sort of a framework of how I wanted to start today.
0: I I love that. Um, I'm wishing I would have had that tool, Sharon, when I had two teenagers in the house, (laughs) but they're still, still yeah, I can still, yeah. They're gonna come home for um, spring breaks and things like that. So I can still use that, yes.
1: (laughs) You know, and since you're open to it, I mean, when you do that, just say, start it out with how you're using it. You Mm. might say, you know what, guys, I had the best day today was a 10 and I, and it started out as a six model for yourself and model for the kids. Don't just ask them one to 10. You've got to start using it in your everyday vocabulary or else it's going to sound just like, it sounds like, how do you feel? It's yes. not going to work. Yeah. So model, model. Yeah. <laughs> I'm intertwining this with adults, but also for kids as well, for parents. Um, the other thing that I wanted everyone to be aware of is starting with self-care. This is not just about me trying to get you to be you know, kind and sweet. Self-care, when my clients come in, and I want you to write down these words. I want you to write nutrition, hydration,
0: exercise, and sleep. And when you get off podcast today, I want you to evaluate. Kind of areas. And I'm wondering, Irene,
1: do you know which one is the absolute most important that we start with if it's low? Can you imagine?
0: Um, sleep?
1: Correct. Yeah. Sleep. If your sleep is deprived, it is a showstopper for everything else. So when you evaluate today, um, I want you to be really honest with all of them. You don't have to make huge goals make little goals. Behavior activation means that you set small goals and pair it with something positive. Mm. And that's what I want you to do in these areas. But all of my clients know that self-care is really important for you to be able to function the best you can. Sadly, or frustrating when you are not very inclined to take care of yourself. And if you're anxious, you're so that you may not take time to take care of yourself because you stay Mm -hmm. caught in those moments. Here are the tools I ask people to utilize for sleep because it is the primary basis for self-care. Number one, as you know, probably get off your screens an hour before you go to bed. Number two, make your list. If you're one of those people that can't sleep because of anxiety, make your list of everything that's on your mind an hour before you go to bed. Get a routine. And here is my favorite tool. You can look it up on YouTube, or you can look it up um, just, it's called grounding. Grounding is a technique used for panic attacks, anxiety attacks, and to help yourself. This is what I use when I can't sleep at night. And it's called grounding because it helps your body settle down. And you use all five senses to get your body to be in the present. I talk to a mindfulness therapist, everything about being in the present is the antidote of anxiety, which is the future mm-hmm. and the antidote of depression, which is the past. So if I can get you to breathe and tell me five things you see, closing your eyes,
0: mm-hmm.
1: four things that you feel to the touch, it's all on YouTube, guys. You don't have to write this, but you can. <laughs> three, three things you hear, two things you smell. And then I ask my clients to put their hand on their heart. After we've gone through this in one minute, they probably are a lot calmer, Will mm-hmm. be too. So use this for a sleep tool, use this for panic and anxiety, and for depression to get you into the present moment. So this is yet another tool. So what have we done? So we've done frequency, duration, and intensity. We've done one to 10. We've mm-hmm. done self care evaluation,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: then we've added grounding to the to the toolkit.
0: Does wow. that make sense? Makes a talk? lot of sense. Such powerful tools, tips, advice, must dos. I think for everybody out there, and you know, the great thing is that while we would all love a spa day, um, that's not really what we mean by self care. Um, none of these things cost money. Um well perhaps other than eating as healthily um as you can, sometimes that does cost a little bit of money. But actually that's why they tell you to shop the perimeter of the grocery store, right? Um, right, it's, right, it's right. More more healthy for you. And it is typically your least marked up items. So but all of this, um all of these tips are things that we can do. Um, we don't need to buy anything. Um, we don't need to Travel anywhere, we can do them right in our homes um, during our daily routines, which, um, you know, has been such a large part of our life over the last two years, right? We we've had to stick close to home or um be a little bit less adventuresome in terms of all the things that we can do. So, oh, I love this. Such powerful thing, Sharon. Thank you. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm.
1: And you know, we, we touched a little bit, Irene, on pandemic. In our initial stages of the pandemic, we saw a lot of people having quality time and exercising as a result mm-hmm. of not being able to get out. And yes. so there's a silver lining to everything in spite of these. Um, and this, I just want to give one more plug. Don't take on, I'm losing all this weight. I'm going to go run them up. There is so, so much research around a little bit of sunshine and how it impacts the positively to be outside five to 10 to 15 minutes if you can get 20 minutes in a day. The sun and being outdoors has a very positive impact on the feel. And I want to encourage it, the self-care so that you know, it's not just my rah-rah. There is documentation. Patient and research of how that works.
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, and yeah, um, that vitamin D, I think um, just about everybody, including your dermatologist would tell you that it is highly recommended to safely get at least 10 to 20 minutes of sunshine every day. Right. So, and, and we live in a beautiful part of the world to do that, um, particularly as we approach springtime here. So. Oh,
1: this is my favorite, this covered my <laughs> tulip trees and my cherry trees are already blooming. Yes. Um, <laughs> let's, let's go into a little bit, if we can, Irene, about what I said, the word CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy. What I want you to do on your paper, if you have it, is I want you to make three columns and the three columns at the top of the first one is a T, top of the second one is an F and the top of the third one is a B. And I'm going to give you a book at the end that you can read. It's it's very easy reading. Make an arrow from the T to the F and an arrow from the F to the B. This is what cognitive behavioral therapy looks like. T stands for thoughts, F stands for feelings, and B stands for behavior. This is a highly researched modality for therapy and what it says sometimes you, know, you walk up to somebody and you say, how are you feeling? And they go upset, whatever cognitive behavioral therapies. What are we thinking? What we are thinking affects our feelings. So let's just take example. Um, your, your child comes home and they've been upset because they're saying, Sam doesn't like me. He won't be out to play on the team. I'm the last one picked. They really don't like me. No one likes me in school. That's his thought. hmm the feeling is inferiority, sadness, insecurity. The behavior then goes to maybe just becoming a loner. Mm-hmm. The behavior comes to questioning himself. It could become to crying. That's one example of how that.
0: Arrow Continuum system. works. Yeah.
1: So let's go to another one, an adult one. I'm never included with those people in my neighborhood. The feeling is just like the child
0: mm-hmm. What's wrong
1: with me. Why don't I, I don't have enough of this. I don't have enough of that. And the behavior is sometimes we go into fight, flight and fear and we get really angry mm-hmm. and we don't want to fight it. But those thoughts are what I want you to focus on right now. So for your thought, if a client comes in and says, I'm never included my is for them to say, I'm learning how to make friends in different places. I'm learning how to deal with things that are uncomfortable. I'm learning how to have resilience when things don't go my way. I'm not saying I'm gonna help the child get those kids to like them. I'm not saying your neighbors will include you. I'm not saying that your husband's gonna all of a sudden start picking up his clothes off the floor. I'm trying to get you to realize that your anger and frustration in your home and in your life is not just an automatic thing. It starts with a thought. So mm. oh, Steve here today, I want you to really challenge yourself to look at your thought before the feeling, and then look at how that, and all the best to me that replace on and on about this, because I love this World, the best replacement thought for me is I'm learning how to deal with things differently because, or I'm learning to accept that my husband left his clothes on the floor. (laughs) You can use it as specific or as general as you want to, but what I want to do is release that cycle, break that cycle for the person who's depressed that says, I'm never going to feel any differently, the person who can't get out of bed, I don't want to take a shower. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. I it takes them down when I call the right. and I ask them, like, I can take one step towards the bathroom to go shower. I can put my toothbrush out the night before. I get them to say positive things, the thoughts, which will then give them a little encouragement, which hopefully the behavior will change. change. Baby, baby steps.
0: Yeah, yeah."
1: really what cognitive behavioral highly highly effective by research proven methods mm-hmm. to work well with depression and anxiety there's a million yeah. different other therapy modes but it is very common so if you're looking for a therapist you need to know what type of therapy they're going to use and how they're and what you learn best from i learn best with toolkits i need that's how I learn. Mm-hmm. And I want all your listeners to be educated consumers if they look for a therapist.
0: Does that make well, sense? It does. And gosh, Sharon, so much great information um, today. Thank you. Thank you again. Just terrific. All um, right. Go so, ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. Um, anything else that you'd like to add before um, we close up for today? Oh no,
1: it can't be time to close up. Okay.
0: <laughs> the time flies. It really does.
1: Okay. I want to flip back to what you said at the beginning, Irene, about your three gratitudes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I, I want mindfulness is a, again, a research-based modality. Anything you can do to be present is a good thing. And the research around writing gratitudes, I write at least I don't know, well, I'll tell you a secret, Irene. For every time I think something mean or gossipy, I write three, I write three gratitudes. So I sometimes I have 30 if I had a bad day, but I want <laughs> you to write your gratitudes of, I am thankful if you have a higher power belief, thank that person because that will lift the depression and it will lift decrease the anxiety along with these other tools so that you can start enjoying life. And it sounds like a little thing, but it's a it's a huge thing because every minute you train your brain to get out of fight, flight, and fear, to get out of depression and anxiety, you're building a new file. Um, I told you it's gonna tell you a book. Here's oh, yes, book. that's right. All right, the book is called Feeling Good by David Burns. And I highly recommend that to talk more about it.
0: Okay. And Burns is spelled B-U-R-N-S or?
1: That would be correct. Yeah.
0: Okay. David Burns. All right. We will add that. Thank you. Thank you, Sharon. This has been great. Oh my goodness. I've enjoyed our time together so much. So Me too. thank you. I hope
1: I didn't go too long or. or <laughs>
0: Not long. at all. It's all good. So, um, so thank you. Uh, big thank you to Sharon Lightstone. And listeners, a big thank you to you for tuning in today. And to be sure that you don't miss any future episodes, please subscribe to our Mind Your Mind Speaks podcast. Also, we ask that you leave us a review on Apple. Until next time, remember there is no health without mental health. Please mind your mind and keep an eye on the loved ones in your lives.